Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article from the November issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Do You Know the Difference Between 9% and 7% Crude Protein Hay? To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Hannah Greenwell, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. Thanks for joining me today, Hannah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to discuss this article, and it's a good time of year to be able to kind of work through some of these calculations. Well, Hannah, as we look at the time of year we're in, we're sitting here in early November, and a lot of cases folks are getting hay tested right now and starting to think about their feeding plan for the winter. As we look at the last summer, we've had dry conditions across much of the state, which resulted in lower total hay harvested in many cases, and also in some cases, lower quality especially as we think about hay on a protein level. In this article, you talk about the importance of testing hay, and in particular, how important it can be to understand a couple percent difference in protein, moving from a 7% protein hay to a 9% crude protein hay, can really impact what we need to think about in terms of how much we need to feed. Walk through with us some of those numbers you talked about in the article, and how a difference of 2% in crude protein can really be significant. Yeah, absolutely. So you really hit the nail on the head with the fact that we've just had so many different scenarios this summer, you know, whether it be from a drought situation where we've just got some uh, federal drought declarations this week, um, but then also on the other side of the coin where I'm at in the north central portion of the state on the eastern edge of the Sandhills, we have just now in the past probably 30 to 45 days come out of a flood period. And so that span of what we're gonna be working with across the state, it's just that much more imperative to dial down and understand our economics. And this battle goes back, I think even farther maybe. And you know, our challenge started back in the spring of 2019 when we started having cows fall backwards and we had that hard winter, it was really harsh. And now we're moving into um, a struggle to breed up that summer and then coming into the spring of 2020 And again, it wasn't super harsh winter, but we struggled with our green up during breeding season. And so because those continuing blow by blow by blow, we've just really got to pay attention to our economics and tighten up our bottom line. And so just understanding what I discussed in this article and what you break down is that there's a huge difference by a simple 9% versus 7% crude protein hay test. And what that looks like is, you know, yeah, you've got a really good batch of hay that you got put up at 9%. And that was some of your better hay for the year. But what does that look like whenever you want to match that with a cow nutrient requirement? So think about a 1,300 pound cow. And this is a lot of numbers, so kind of bear with me as I walk through it. But that 1,300 pound cow in her second trimester, which is what we're looking at between fall and early winter, she requires 1.6 pounds of crude protein. So if you do that math, 9% hay to meet 1.6 pounds of crude protein, you're going to have to feed her 17.8 pounds of dry matter hay to meet her requirement. Now, let's say you've got a little bit rougher ground or you work into that upper bench or something that you're chasing through the hills to get and you get 7% crude protein hay. So to do that calculation to meet her 1.6 pound of crude protein requirement, you've got to feed her 22.9 pounds of dry matter intake per day on hay. And so that's a five pound difference between those 2% different crude protein hays. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot. You know, you might miss a cow by five pounds in, when you're feeding on a large scale each day. 
but let's multiply that by a herd size of 94. That's the Nebraska average cow herd size. That's a daily difference of 470 pounds of dry matter. So extrapolate one step further and you're looking at a producer of 300 cows. That is a difference of 1,500 pounds even dry matter hay each day. That transfers to 1,666 pounds as fed. Whenever you're looking at feeding a 7% crude protein hay or a 9% crude protein hay. And at 7%, you've got to feed that group of cows an extra bale that day. That's kind of a big difference in my opinion. And that has a lot of economic re repercussions as well. So that's, Aaron, that's the the down and dirty of that on that simple, just 2% crude protein hay difference. I think the thing that also jumps out to me as we think about, you know, a cow and feeding hay at the 9% crude protein, you know, we're meeting her protein requirements and she's going to be out grazing or picking out some other feed as well to meet her needs uh, from an energy perspective. As we think about even dropping that hay down further, let's say we move from nine to seven, you said, you know, we're really, up around that almost 24 pounds per head per day on an, a dry matter basis. We're actually at that point starting to get close to where that cow physically can't eat much more than that. And then if we even go a little bit further, let's say we test our hay and it only comes back at 5% crude protein. Now we're talking about where we're feeding up around 30, 31 pounds of per head per day on a dry matter basis, 32 and that cow probably maybe physically even might not be able to eat quite that amount. So we're starting to get to a place where even physically she can't eat enough of that real low quality protein hay to meet her needs. Yes, absolutely. I wish you could see me just sitting here shaking my head. Just yes, 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 yes. Because like you said, when you drop down in that 5% crude protein uh, on that hay, the associated digestibility that that hay is going to carry she just physically can't consume and digest in a 24-hour period what she's going to need to meet her requirements. And like you said, that's, that's a 32-pound hay dry matter intake on 5% crude protein hay just to meet the protein requirement. We haven't even gotten into an energy requirement. And so, yeah, like you said, that's, she, can't, she can't get what she needs out of that. And so you've really got to work into what your supplement strategy was at that point. And so thinking about being able to nail down where that lower quality hay is in your, in all your hay supply. So that way, if you do need to use that stuff, it's, it's still great feed. You can still use that appropriately. If you're able to pair that with a good supplement program, know you're going to be going into using the pasture with that hay in it and you can plan ahead. That way you're not falling behind before you realize what you've got. Well, I think that's a great point. And, you know, we're at a time of year for spring calving herds. Many cows have been pregnancy tested. That's a good time to get a handle on what's cow body condition score as well. And if we need to improve or increase cow body condition score, this is a really opportune time to do it, meaning that cows' nutrient requirements right now are as low as they're going to be for the year. As we're looking about a cow that's, you know, maybe mid-trimester, she's just weaned her calf. And so if we're looking at a place where we need to increase cow body condition score, we can probably do it as economically now as we can any other time. And so I think thinking about supplementation strategies, and I think also looking at, you know, if we need to buy in something to complement the feed we have, what price is in on a price per unit of energy and price per unit of protein to complement what we have. Absolutely. Because you're absolutely right. This is the time right now is to play that catch up game in my mind. Once you've pulled, pulled that calf off 
and you're running into um, some warmer weather, you know, we've been catching some cold swings, but right now her requirements are as low as you can possibly work with. And we are trying to get ahead of the game before we start fighting any cold weather, cold storms, and just a continual increase. Because once you hit that last third of pregnancy, you know, her protein requirement is continually jumping. But once you're officially in that third, that last trimester, she jumps to a two pound crude protein requirement per day. And her energy requirement jumps by almost four pounds. And so being able to use your feedstuffs as economically now, especially with what we might see happen to hay prices, depending on the weather and what we get done before the snow hits, then I think you're absolutely right. This is the economical time to be able to cover that ground, check that body condition score and catch cows up. And, and as well as this might be the opportunity to talk about managing your cold cows and using those feedstuffs. If you have spare feedstuffs, you can properly and efficiently use that to upgrade that cold cow before you take her to market as well. As we look at the rest of the feeding period, you know, we're, we're looking now till really mid-May in many cases in Nebraska before we're going to have enough green growth out there to turn cows back out to pasture. I think also just thinking about the hay we have in inventory, thinking about what is the energy that's present there, what's the crude protein, and kind of matching that with what our cow needs are going to be and thinking about what hay do we feed when, and then also what do we need to buy in. And those things I think is a good thing to do right now to really evaluate what you have, what you need, what do you need to go out and acquire. There's the right time for every bale. Every bale has its time to be fed. And, and that's just exactly what you said about making sure you're feeding every feed whenever it's supposed to be fed. Um, there's value in stuff even at 5% crude protein. And so just being able to know that by testing your forages is, is key, like you said. Anything else you'd like to add today, Hannah, as we wrap this up? You know, just my last point would be keeping in mind that I always feel like it's easy for us to sit on this side of the conversation and heart, test your forages, test your forages, test your forages. And so in order to combat that a little bit, this is why I was able to sit down and do this calculation and put these numbers to it. Because if you start taking what those numbers we talked about earlier, that, that difference of a bale you should have been feeding, what that economically measures out to, thinking about, you know, the, a recent hay report uh, for Nebraska gave us hay it being $82 a ton for fair quality large rounds. So if you think about that 2% crude protein difference in that 300 cow herd, that amounts to $68 difference each day or $2,050 each month. And whenever your forage sample cost is only at 18 bucks a sample, I think it's pretty easy to, to make that math work out a little bit just by doing a couple hay forage samples and understanding that your extension office is there to help you with this as well. We've, I think, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure we've all got hay probes located in most of the extension offices. And um, they're, they're there for your use for free. And so being able to go in and take those and sign those out, um, I think is a great resource so you don't have to keep one on hand. Yeah, I think most extension offices across the state do have hay probes present. You know, if you haven't been to your office and make sure they have one, I'd call ahead and make sure they have it in inventory just because this is the time of year when those often are being lent out. And so sometimes they're coming and going. But yeah, we do have hay probes at most of the extension offices across the state and a good opportunity to try one out if you haven't used one before. And then also I would just say, you know, if you're going to be testing much hay, 
you can get a pretty good hay probe for $300, which sounds like a big chunk of money. But if you're thinking about your time and your travel, uh, it will pay for itself pretty quickly. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Hannah. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find more information on this topic.